One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrooks. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. My unsung hero with Chelsea Grimes on Talk Sport. I'm Chelsea Grimes, singer, songwriter and footballer. And the ball's played through for Chelsea Grimes! You're listening to My Unsung Hero on TalkSport, where I get to sit down with not only some of the best footballers to have ever played the game, but with their very own unsung hero too. I know a few footballers, and when we get to talk to them, the best stories don't actually come from them, the players themselves. They come from the people who are closest to them. You know, the people who've seen them throughout the glory days and throughout the bad days. No footballer reaches the elite level on their own. And in this show, we talk to the person who plays a pivotal role in getting them to where they are today. This week, I'm speaking with an England legend and one of the greatest to have ever played the women's game. Trying to play it to Smith! That's the record-breaking goal. 41 strikes for England. Nobody has scored more goals for their country than Kelly Smith. Hi, I'm Kelly Smith, and my unsung hero is my dad. She was a massive inspiration to me growing up. The fact I even got to sit down with her was a dream come true, to be honest. But we also got to speak to her unsung hero, her father, Bernie, and what a guy he was. You know, by the end of this, it was, for me personally, just to hear from my inspiration growing up was incredible. But also, to see how far she's come and to see how proud her father is, it was an incredible time. So I hope you enjoy this and I hope you take something out of it. This is my unsung hero on TalkSport with Kelly Smith. Well, I am very, very, very excited um, to be joined by the absolute legend, Kelly Smith. (laughs) And do you want to introduce who you've brought along? Sure, yeah. My unsung hero is my pops, my dad, Bernie. Um, and he's sitting here alongside me, very nervous. How are you, Bernie? Are you OK? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't exactly. know what's exactly. coming. <laughs> well, I wanted to start with you, Kel, just dead quick. And, you know, can you explain to us why you've chose your dad, why you've brought Bernie, and why is he your unsung hero? Um, yeah, well, from a very, as young as I can remember, my dad has always been there supporting my football career um, from a very, very young age. Whether it was him helping me play football in the back garden, us passing back and forth, you know, and then I've, uh, my football career started to, I started to play for a boys team. He would always take me everywhere to games, to training. I mean, stand in the rain, in the cold, in the sleet, in the sun. Um, and as my career developed, every home game that he would be there on the sidelines supporting me and giving me advice here and there and just being there, um, knowing that he was there watching made me really comfortable and wanted to go out and play even harder for myself and for him and yeah he's always been there throughout my whole career and given me advice along the way and um, yeah just been there every step of the way from 
from day one till even you know, the, the end of my career, just travelled up and down the country, being there, supporting me. Oh, we've only just started and I'm already choking off. <laughs> I know, like, this I is was going to bring some <laughs> tissues, but I thought, oh, no, I can't, I can't. Bernie, what, what about you, mate? Like, obviously, you grew up in Watford, was that right? Um, what was Kelly like as a child? Like, when did she start playing or when did you start seeing that she was really into football? Right, right from an early age, really. I mean, she walked at a very early age. It was about 10 months when she walked. Wow. And from the moment she walked, she had a ball at her feet, just a little plastic <laughs> ball. And it, it was part of the, the walk as well, that she had a ball there all the time. Once she got to the sort of age about five, there was nothing else in her life. Football was her life already at that point. She just went on, went on from there, really. I mean, she was, whenever she could kick a ball, I mean, she wouldn't want a dog. No, no Barbies. No dolls, no, no, dolls, <laughs> no dresses, no shell suits and football. Yeah, same for me, same mm. for me. Um, it's I've met you before, Kel, so I've heard you speaking about, you know, your way into football, but was it true you played with boys, right? You played in a boys' team and you got kicked off the team because of... What reason? Just for being the best player. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that the boys that I was playing with or against, it was the parents of the opposition. They had a problem with it. So that was your first team? You were just playing yeah, was, with the boys? It was Garston boys, wasn't Garston. it? Yeah. Our local, yeah. we yeah. lived in Garston in Watford and um, my brother played for the team and um, I managed to get on to the elder age group and just playing with all the boys and, um, you know, was one of the best players on the on the pitch and was scoring loads of goals and dribbling around all the boys and setting people <laughs> up and I had short hair at the time so it, I was a tomboy yeah. so nobody really knew that I was a girl yeah. it wasn't until the fact that it got out that I was a girl then, then the, was the parents issue. had a problem with it yeah what about you Benny mm. you know standing on the sideline mm. were you just the proudest person when you were watching yeah. it just absolutely demolish the boys yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it was yeah I remember one game I mean it was against um, a local a local team and I, I was standing alongside an old school friend of mine and he actually said to me Where, where's your boy and I said <laughs> uh that's not my boy, that's my daughter in the middle of the pitch. And then he shouted out, Kevin, that's a girl running rings round you. <laughs> so, I so. mean, I've definitely had it grown up where I've played with the boys and, you know, you get a bit, a few shouts here and there, but, I mean, I can't even imagine how good you was <laughs> back then. Um, was it true, Bernie, that you then formed a girls' team for Kelly to play in? No, not strictly true. No, no. Oh, um, I like this. We're breaking down some rumours yeah, yeah, here. Is, Come yeah, on, yeah. Bernie with the gossip. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this happened again. It was probably the same game I was just talking about um, in that there was a woman watching the game and we didn't know at the time, but her husband actually ran a... a a girls team he had about four girls four daughters and he ran a team and he he done the right thing i think he sent his wife along to watch kelly because the approach was nicer coming from a female rather than him himself and um she asked if kelly would like to come and join this girls thing which was pinner park girls at the time which this norman burns i've got to give him a mention because he was fantastic for kelly's career he was a really great guy um and kelly went to join pinner park girls that was really the introduction oh. into girls football then was point. was there a lot of girls playing at the time, or was it was it was it very new? Well, there was. Mm. I got kicked off of two boys' teams. Yeah. The same thing yeah. happened, but Garston boys. Then we went across town to Herons, and then mm. that yeah, happened. Yeah. So then yeah. Dad sat me down, and I was distraught because mm. all I wanted to do was play football mm. as a yeah. young kid. And he said, "Look, let's find you a girls' team to play." And there was no girls' team in Nothing Watford. Was there? No. So we looked in the paper because you couldn't. There was no social yeah. media at that point, no internet. So we looked in the paper, and it was all. Um, the local team Pinner Park and mm. obviously we got introduced to Jackie mm. and then we went along for the trial, didn't we? Mm. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. what what was the climb then? So you're at that team. Obviously you went on to make um, your senior debut for Wembley Ladies, now London Bees. 
that was your professional career starting there. But what was it from that team you just spoken about to there? What was that like? Well, Norman, who I spoke about earlier on, he'd become involved with Wembley Ladies. Okay. He was running the reserve side there. Mm. So it was a natural progression, really, for Kelly to go with Norman uh, because the girls from Pinner formed, really, the second side at Wembley. Uh, and it was from there that you moved into the first team. Did you feel but, ready? Like, was you ever, like... I don't know, like, do you get nervous as a person? Like, did you ever feel, or did you always just think, I can walk into any team and I'm confident with yeah, your ability? Yeah, I was just always confident with the ball at my feet. I just very naturally gifted. Obviously, I honed my skills and worked on them um, at home and just always had a ball at my feet, but just just mm. so natural with the ball, wasn't I? Mm. Yeah, just, yeah. Did you it play, was. Bernie? Was you a player back in the day? <laughs> no. I mean, you, look I, at, you don't I look any I, older than 21, I'm I just wish saying. I, could, I wish I could say I was respons responsible for Kelly's talent, but I can't. Kelly's got a natural talent. I did play. I, I played at my secondary school, but I could never break into the first team. I was always in the reserves. Was you? Yeah, always in the reserves, yeah. And... Um, Generally played at fullback and tended to get roasted by whoever came <laughs> down the wing. So no, I, I think I, I knew what to do, but yeah. I couldn't put it into practice. So I, I take that that Kelly, what I what knew you should to have do had. Come through, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly's yeah, took all I of it. Had. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to read a quote to you from the Independent, and it was written in August 1995, describing you as the outstanding prospect in the women's game today. Um, do you agree with that, Bernie? You know, when 1995, when she was based on the scene. Showing her age, yeah, geez. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, without... I didn't write the script, Cal. <laughs> I didn't write the script. Yeah, no, but, without a doubt. You know, people yeah. were obviously just absolutely buzzing about you. You were causing a scene back then, like you said. You were confident with the ball at your feet. Do you have any, like, superstitions between the pair of years? I don't know, like, some people with one odd sock underneath yeah. the socks or one... I know one of the girls who I've played with before, she always had to, like, give her mum the biggest hug before she was playing a game because apparently the first time <laughs> she'd done that, she scored a hat-trick. I don't know, do you give your dad a call before every game or was it... Are you just like, it's a normal day, it's a normal game? No, I always look for my dad first yeah. off. As soon as I walked out, I would be looking for him in the warm-up just to make sure that he was there and would make, make eye contact or smile or a little wave. And then I was like, all right, now I'm, now I'm set, now I know where he is and... Um, yeah, the, the nerves were then at their ease because I knew he was in the stadium and I knew where he was located. I love that. Um, okay, we're going to go on to... <laughs> I just got these bumps. I know, I'm, I'm literally... Have you got a tissue there? <laughs> um, you moved to Arsenal, so we're going to go into this, in 1996. I'm sorry again, Kel, yeah. I didn't write it. I won the title that season, scoring in the game against Liverpool. Why did you have to do that? Yeah. <laughs> it was against Rachel Brown too, I remember it. Um, you secured the league, obviously, yeah. then. And then you decided to move to the States. What was that decision behind that? Obviously, you know, me growing up, a lot of girls, States, America, that yeah. is just... <clears throat> in them to go if you want to be a professional you have to go there yeah what was your thinking behind that have you always wanted to go there or did something come up I always wanted to play for Arsenal as they were the team that I supported growing up and when I got had a conversation with Vic and he wanted, wanted me at Arsenal it was just like wow this is my dream now but training with Arsenal it wasn't professional it was only two evenings a week um, from 8 o'clock till 10 o'clock and I was kind of frustrated because I was at that point in my early career where I wanted to be training every day with a ball and yes, I was wearing the Arsenal badge and playing for Arsenal and we got everything that we could ever imagine at that time. I wanted to be a professional footballer and it wasn't happening in England. So when I got the opportunity to embrace a soccer scholarship out in the States, that meant I was playing with, on, with a football, my ball, ball at my every feet day. every single day. And as much as it destroyed me to leave Arsenal, the club that I supported, I had to follow my dream of 
playing every day. Um, and that was a very, very difficult decision for me to I was, make. I was going to say, Bernie, yeah. what, what was yeah. that like when she come to you and said... Where was it that you were going, Kel? Where um, was your first place? New Jersey. New Jersey. So what's yeah. that like, Bernie, for you? Obviously, you have been super close. Yeah. Just said then she sees you in the stands. <laughs> You're not going to be there no, at I the know. games every week when she's <clears> in America. How, yeah. how was that for you? Yeah, no, awful. I mean, we, we sat down and spoke about it. The approach came from about three different universities that all wanted Kelly to play for them. And we sat down and spoke about it, but we said, don't anybody form an opinion. That's that's Carol, my wife as well, yeah. Glenn, my son. We sat down and we all chatted about everything, about should she go, shouldn't she go, and it was all... But nobody would actually say yes or no. And once we finished the discussion, we said, right, we all got a pen and paper, <laughs> and we got a piece of paper, and we just folded it, put either yes or no, and then put it in a little cup, and then just opened them all up together. Oh. And it was like unanimous, yes, she's got to go. Nobody wanted Kelly to go, mm. but... We thought it's it's, it's the, the right thing order. to do. It's the re- it's the right thing to do because she'd be playing doing what she wanted to do. Oh, God, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, amazing! Um, so yeah, you obviously you moved to the states, spending the best part of seven years before returning to Arsenal in two thousand and four, and you had one more stint in the states before returning to Arsenal for a third and final spell before retirement. Um, how was? How was the time in the States? Because I've never been there to play, obviously. Mm. I travel for music and stuff, but obviously you said every day it's training, so I can see that's different. But are you are you a social butterfly? Did Were you going out a lot? Did you have many friends there, or was is it a, a bit lonely? Yeah, I was, wasn't a very confident kid back then. I was quite shy. Um, I let my football do the talking. Um, I was fine on the pitch. I was very shy off, it, off of it. So I did struggle early part going to university out there. Especially there was a something where I, I wasn't actually allowed to play for a couple of months because of transfer mm. of grades and that. And that I felt really struggled with that. I was very yeah, homesick, yeah, yeah. calling yeah. a lot, saying I want to come yeah. home. And we'd set a phone call every Sunday yeah. to have a chat. And um, still, I just remember crying and saying, I've just made the wrong decision. And my mum and dad would just say, just stick it out another week, another week. And then it as the time evolved, it, I was started to enjoy it more and um, embrace the game over there. But yeah, I just loved playing every day training hard in the gym and um training with my team it was just then i started living the dream out there because it doing something doing what i what i loved i was also studying for a degree um and managing that was difficult but i was also playing football but getting an education at the same time and at least you didn't have a scouse accent because he could understand <laughs> you out there so it could have been worse <laughs> Still to come on Kelly Smith, my unsung hero. We hear about her return to Arsenal after a battle with alcohol during a tough spell with injury in the States. For me ACL out in Philadelphia and didn't have any support network around yeah. me. Really like did lack confidence yeah. as a person. So I just hit the bottle to, to make me feel better, to make me feel numb that the fact that I'd lost football. You're listening to Kelly Smith, my unsung hero on Talk Sports. Kelly Smith, my unsung hero with Chelsea Grimes on Talk Sport. I'm Chelsea Grimes and you're listening to my unsung hero on Talk Sport. In this series, we get to talk to a load of footballers, but not just them. We sit down with their unsung heroes, the people who are maybe the inspirations to them, the reason why they've got this far, which you maybe don't know too much about. He's always been there throughout my whole career, from day one till even the the end of my career, just travelled up and down the country, being there, supporting me. In this episode, we're talking to former England attacker Kelly Smith and her unsung hero, her dad, Bernie. Okay, Kelly, well, listen, let's start with your time at Arsenal. And I think in particular, 
We want to focus about your second spell at the club from 05 to 2009. You know, you've returned from the States. How excited were you to be back? Oh, yeah, buzzing back to the club that obviously that I supported. Very lucky the fact that, you know, I was still wanted by, by Vic Akers um, and to wear the Arsenal badge again was a very proud moment. And to play with the calibre of players that that I was playing with, you know, Faye White, Jane Ludlow, Kira Grant, um, Julie Fleeting, Leanne Sarneson, Yankee, all these players, you know, on top of their game at that, all in the prime of their game. And and we were unbeatable. Um, we just felt like the Invincibles during that time. Every time we stepped out onto the field, we had this aura about us and we knew we had the talent um, to perform and, and play really good, attractive football and win every game that we we stepped onto the pitch to do. Not just win, though. You used to, like, batter people. <laughs> um, Benny, what about you? Like, yeah. how was that for you to know that Great. she was coming home? Fantastic. It means I got to watch her every week. <laughs> Did you like go to America. every game? Would you be well, there? Well, I went to all the home games that I could yeah. get to. I didn't always go to the away games because other things come into family life. Gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I Sorry, couldn't make girl. a lot of the Can't away games. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Walk in the dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one opportunity at that, Kelly Smith. And like I said before, if Arsenal are going to win this... They need her to be on form, and yeah, she's on form. In Arsenal's quadruple winning season, 2006-2007, Kelly, you scored 30 goals in 34 games. How do you do that? <laughs> uh, confidence, and like I said, playing with the players that I was playing with, um, you know, it's not um, an individual It's going to win you games all the time. It was a great team collective that we had and a great understanding amongst everybody. And if it wasn't for those players, those goals wouldn't have come. It's just this creativity and rhythm that we had on the pitch. It just free flowed, and we just love playing together. Yeah. Even training were fun. Training was fun, you know. On, was you training full time then when you got uh, back? Close to it, close yeah. To. Like three or four evenings a week. Um, yeah. So we were close to being full time professionals. We was just doing a lot of individual training too, because England was at that point where they were giving us individual training programs because we wanted to be better physically. Yeah. Um, and in better endurance-wise, and Hope Powell and Dawn Scott had um, incorporated fitness programs into us that we were doing individually in small group training with England players, and then training with Arsenal. We were so flying. You were flying. <laughs> do you do you feel like every time you had a one-on-one, you were going to score? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I just. Bernie's looking yeah, like he disagrees. I, I, I would. I, would. I, would. I, I put my mortgage on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah it was like that. Look at that. Ninety-nine percent. Ninety-nine percent. Yeah, one on one. What one about on you, Cal? One on one, yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I've always <laughs> changed the tune yeah. now. No, no, if, if you're saying one on one, then you know I was had somebody that I was you know posting up against. That sounds very basketball in terms of because we were talking about America. But yeah, if I was one on one, I knew I had the skill and the ability and the speed to get away from anybody. Yeah. Um, in a certain position on the field. Ninety-nine percent will stick. How? Where does that rank for you in seasons winning the quadruple? Is that up there with? Oh, massive! Um, you know, no British team has ever won. It was the UEFA Cup uh, at that point, which is now the Champions League, and we're the only British team to have won that um, major trophy. And we, like you said, we won everything that year: the FA Cup, League Cup, um, the league, obviously the UEFA Cup. Ball played through to Kelly Smith, and what a lovely finish that is! Arsenal's number 10 getting in on the act and firing them into the league. The UEFA Cup, you did miss the final, didn't you? All right, all right. Listen, yes. I'm only bringing this up, Kelly, because I got, me talk about this. I got me first booking at the weekend. After I've, listen, I'm 28 now, I'll say it, and I've started when I was nine. I've never been booked. She got You're sent nice. off. She got sent off. I got a booking. But 
you know, UEFA Cup final, come on, be honest with me, was that just absolutely gutted and you're missing it from... Oh, you got a red, did you, in the semis? Devastated. Uh, it's one of my biggest regrets uh, that I have because it was against Bromby um, in the... Was it semi-final, quarter-final? Semi. Semi. Semi-final. Semi. Um, yeah, I got sent off. I got two yellow um, cards, which led to a red. And as I was walking off, I was so irate because I didn't feel like it was sending off. I stuck two fingers up to the crowd, <laughs> which then the fourth official saw and put it in the report, which added an extra oh. game to my ban, which meant that I missed the two-legged final. Um, and David Dean, the uh, obviously chairman of Arsenal of the time at the time, tried to write an apology letter to uh, UEFA, um, thinking that that would help with the ban. But she was just waving didn't. to a dad. Yeah. <laughs> I actually remember I kicked the kicked the bench too because I just lost <clears throat> lost my head, which had been known to do it sometimes in during, during my career. But that really made me sit in the stands for those two <clears throat> two final games in Sweden, um, where we won one nil out there, and then at Boreham Wood it was the most horrific game I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> I was there in my yeah. club tracksuit, sitting at the back of the stadium, sweaty palms, heart beating. <laughs> coming out of my chest and just as soon as that whistle went well, I was down there I had tears in my eyes I jumped over the fence and I went and celebrated with my team because the whole campaign up to that I'd played in a big part yeah, in that obviously didn't play in the final game but I still felt like a real big part of it of so course. yeah you was there at the yeah for the second leg second I was going to say Bernie did you give her a telling off or <laughs> what, what happens when she's oh, it getting too, sent it off it was too late for that really I mean it, and the act had been done and it really yeah it's it's one of those things that heat at the moment, and then yeah. really, I mean, she looks back on that and thinks it's the most stupid thing she could have done. But that's what you do. It's what you do. You're so. It's a passionate up. game, isn't yeah, yeah. it? Sometimes, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, can no, happen. I don't think I, my booking at the weekend. That. I don't think was deserved. Like? I, I just retaliated. <laughs> it you know, fifty-fifty, and I said, I think my words were, "You're lucky that I let you hit me then, but if you hit me one more time, I'm like, and I got done for." Um, yeah, bad language or something. But she got a red, <laughs> and we won five 0 and I scored. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, listen, Kel, you stats in the second spell at Arsenal are just, you know, a total of 112 appearances and 100 goals. Again, just on fire, literally. You also won the FA Women's Players Player of the Year in 2006 and 2007. Uh, was that the best form you've ever been in? I think that that era there, that those few years, I was really in real good peak form, just really strong on the ball, really fit. And um, yeah, when that happens, it allows you to play more freely and be on top of your game. And those were probably my best formative years. What about you, Bernie? When you're in the crowd, then from watching her, yeah, yeah, from yeah. being kicked off boys' teams, <laughs> and now you're seeing your daughter absolutely, you know, top of a game, winning everything, yeah, pretty much yeah. you can win. How does that make you feel? Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I, I just really enjoyed watching Kelly play because she's got such a natural ability. But a lot of that as well was, you know, it's not just down to Kelly. She had a fantastic team around her as well, like she said earlier on, and strong in every every um, position they really were, which you know, enabled Kelly then to sort of influence the game more because she knew that she didn't have maybe have to defend quite so much because they were so good. They were just so good. But, yeah, I, I just loved watching Kelly play. Was you ever like a pushy parent or was you no. more relaxed? No, no, no. Like, I don't think I've ever pushed Kelly into anything she didn't want to do. Have I? No. <laughs> no, 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 never, I never. I've always, I've always just backed everything she wanted to do, really. I just, I, haven't, just I wouldn't advise her to do anything. And if she asked me, then I'd say, but I wouldn't actually sort of say, do this or do that. 
Yeah, this, which I think parents, a lot of parents yeah. now, they are so not like how yeah. my dad was. They're very pushy, very loud on the sidelines, and their kids are scared to play. Yeah. Whereas he just sat back watched and observed. And if I had a bad game and you see that <clears> I was down, then he'd pick <throat> me up. But it was never like be aggressive or, you know, shout or swear yeah. at the sidelines. We'd always talk about nervous. the game on the way yeah. home. I mean, in the earlier days when Kelly wasn't driving, she'd come back. We'd <laughs> always talk about the game on the way home, wouldn't mm. we, as well? We'd discuss that. And if she didn't play that well, I'd. Pick so out what you, I thought. She you should have passed do. there, or yeah, okay, should have been too greedy in that yeah, situation. Yeah. So constructive, yeah, yeah. yeah. always helpful. Yeah, Never yeah. net like real negative. To square it, and England have their three-goal advantage back, and it's the golden girl Kelly Smith who taps it home from close range. Are we a little bit? upset that the Ballon d'Or wasn't around then for you to oh. pick that up as well <laughs> I needed to ask that because I mean listen everyone I speak to now whether it's Lucy Bronze or you know um, I was with one of my friends the <clears> other day just saying like who's your inspiration your idol and Kel everyone says you you're the pinnacle for everyone so let's be honest if the Ballon d'Or was around you probably would have won that is there a part here that the competitiveness in you wishes that it was around yeah I was actually voted it was around yeah. then it was um <laughs> We went out to Zurich, didn't we, Switzerland, yeah, yeah. for the event. Yeah. And it was a time where, you know, women's football in England, it really wasn't, the highlight wasn't on that. It was yeah. not in the press or anything like that. So I kind of went under the radar a little bit. Um, it was big at Prince, Mia Hamm, Abby Wombach, what, later on. Marta, Marta. was always Marta. the yeah. name. Um, and yeah. it, I used to get a little bit frustrated with it because yeah. all the other nations only knew about Marta. They never knew about me because yeah. they never... She just got the all the praise all the yeah. time, so I'm not bitter about it, you know, in that <laughs> yeah. sense of the word. But it was always, I guess, when I played in America, it was always Marta v Kelly, and they bigged it up that way. Well, mm. let's be honest, I'm a Kelly fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, we spoke there about like a lot of highs, a lot of highs, but obviously with highs, there has to be a few lows in in mm. life in general. And this show again for me is just all the listeners out there knowing that. You know, having the people around you can get us through like really bad places in life or and stuff like that. So we are going to go into something that you've been really open about. And prior to joining Arsenal, the second spell, you returned to England from the States and spent a bit of time at the Priory. And I just wanted to ask you, where, how was that for you? Do you look back on that and are you so proud of yourself that you battled through stuff and look at you now? Or is it like a bit of a dark time still to look back on? Um, I think I'm kind of proud that I come out of it in a good positive way those times were very very difficult for me because I had you know three four serious injuries back to back tore my ACL out in Philadelphia and didn't have any support network around yeah. me and really struggled as I said before really like did lack confidence yeah. as a person so I just hit the bottle to, to make me feel better to make me feel numb that the fact that I'd lost football I got myself back from that and then got hit on the same knee and then tore my cartilage so how and then I broke my you... leg after that on a, you know, I just got myself back to playing and then another serious injury happened and I was just in a dark place. How long was that for, like, that injury process? Was it, like, over a year we talk? It was over three years. Three years. Yeah, six months injury, come back, started playing, first game, got hit on my knee, same knee, and then another nine months out, come back again and then took a challenge from behind and broke my leg. So, yeah, I just felt really low about myself. The fact that I couldn't express myself and play football, something yeah. that I'd love to do. I just lost who I was as a person and um, spoke to my dad when I was out in New Jersey and he knew that something was wrong because I was very distant. Yeah. Um, didn't really communicate that well and just was really dark and I, he knew that something was wrong and um, we just had a, con a conversation. He said, right, I'm coming on a plane right now to come and get you. And that's what happened. I was going to say, Bernie, did you... Mm. 
did you know something was wrong? Did the <clears> Sunday <throat> calls start not happening as much? Or, mm. you know, for you, obviously... I mean, I've only lived in London, apart from my mum's in Liverpool. But like we yeah. said before, being in America, it must be hard for a parent. You know, yeah, you can't yeah. do nothing really, can you? No, no, nothing at all. I mean, you could sense something was wrong. Like Kelly said on the phone call, you could sense something was wrong. And I just thought, oh, that's, well, <clears throat> she needs someone out there from the family. So I thought we'd go out there. And at that point, when I saw the state of Kelly, I thought, you're coming home. Yeah. You're coming home. You're not staying there anymore. Loved that. No, she was in not in a good place at all. Yeah. But again, so. just talking about, you know, you have to have the downs to get right back mm. up. But we do talk about, you know, a lot about these days the abuse that professional footballers suffer from, the stands even. It's not just sometimes obviously our own mm. demons. But I wanted to ask you, mm. Bailey, when you are in the stands, not sure if it happened a lot because mm. obviously Kelly was a superstar, but if you hear someone given a grief, how does that make you feel? Yeah, yeah. I've heard it. I've, I have heard it. Yeah, I ignored it, to be perfectly honest, because it was, to me, it was envy. Supporters on Kelly's oh. team, whether be it Arsenal or England, yeah. always behind Kelly. It tended to be some of the opposition ones, because when Kelly goes on the pitch, she is she's a different person to what she is off the pitch. When she crosses that white line, she becomes quite arrogant. And that comes over on the pitch, I think, a lots, lots of time. And I think people don't people that don't know the real Kelly then... Misjudge her. Yeah, they, they misjudge her from the stands. Um, but I heard lots of things I didn't like, but I thought, I'd just ignore it. We're winning anyway. So yeah, and then when she, when she scores as well, you're like, no, yeah, it's one yeah, Just yeah. That, on that arrogant point, <clears throat> I think you need that arrogance to be <clears throat> a top elite level player. It's not like an arrogance of... But explain I it. get what you're saying, because it's like that one-on-one thing, which is said before, yeah. you know. You can't be going in one-on-one in a final or whatever mm. it is yeah. and thinking, mm. oh, that goalkeeper's better than me, she's going to save it. You've got to be thinking, mm. yeah. all right, yeah. I've got a chance here. Or, you yeah. know, I, I get what you're saying completely. But it's belief, is it it's having belief in yourself and, yeah. and having the experience and the knowledge to deliver it. If you took that arrogance yeah. away, she wouldn't be the same player yeah. anyway. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm not that off the pitch, yeah. am I? Like you said, no, no, I'm very talking. like a no, no. little bit. I've only met you like <laughs> yeah. three or four times, and I said to Joe, the producer on the show, before we started, wait until you meet her. She's the most loveliest, <laughs> kindest, very quiet. I said when me, you, and Ian sometimes, and Ian's brother, yeah, brother, chat, chat, chat. Ian Wright, we're talking about for the <laughs> listeners, and then I don't like stop talking. I'm like, <laughs> da, da, da. and then Kelly just sometimes you just sit quiet, and I'm just like. For me, I I love being around you because then all my mates are jealous anyway. (laughs) Plenty more to come on Kelly Smith, my unsung hero, including missing out on the 1995 World Cup because of her GCSEs. I needed my GCSEs as a backup plan, so we agreed as a family again that it's probably best that I focus on my education, got them, and then see where football took me. This is Kelly Smith, my unsung hero, with me, Chelsea Grimes, on TalkSport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18+, begambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Kelly Smith, my unsung hero on Talk Sport. You're listening to My Unsung Hero on TalkSport with me, Chelsea Grimes. And in this series, we talk to footballers and also the people closest to them, the people who inspire them, which you maybe don't know too much about. I always look for my dad first off. As soon as I walked out, I would be looking for him in the warm-up just to make sure that he was there and would make, make eye contact or smile or a little wave. And then I was like, all right, now I'm, now I'm set. The nerves are then at their ease because I knew he was in the stadium. This week, we're talking to former England attacker Kelly Smith and her unsung hero, her dad, Bernie. Well, let's talk about becoming England's record goalscorer. You know, we talk about the pressures on a professional player. Not many players in both the men's and women's game would have had as long and as distinguished career as yourself. Um, you played 117 times for your country, becoming the record goalscorer in the process with 46 goals. You made your debut for England at age 17. And am I right in saying, we spoke about it before, about the GCSEs. Didn't you get a call up to the 1995 World Cup, but you were doing GCSEs? Yeah, was it in Sweden? (laughs) The World Cup was was in Sweden and yeah, Ted Copeland was the manager Mm -hmm. at the time and he called me up and I was just like, I I don't, I can't go, Dad. I've got my GCSEs. This, I need to get an education because what if football was so like amateur back then um, for, for women that I just didn't know if I didn't have anything to fall back on. I needed my GCSEs. Um, as a backup plan so we agreed as a family again that it's probably best that I focus on my education got them and then see where football took me amazing it's still I just can't believe I I read that (laughs) I remember watching it on TV too it was very late at night (laughs) and then probably got only like five or six minutes on one of the football shows (laughs) and I was like oh my god I could have been there remember Jill Coulter playing Hope Powell, Kerry Davis, all these mm, mm. names there, that I was looking up to yeah. and I could have been there with them. Probably wouldn't have played a lot because yeah. being so young, but just that experience that I probably um, missed out on just to get my GTSEs. I love that you're just watching and you're revising <laughs> at the same time. Here is Kelly Smith. Perfection. The stunning strike. Talk to me about the highest, the most standout moments, I think, in your international career. And as well for you, Bernie, what you can remember? Well, two for me. One was, first one was 2009 in Finland. And we were playing Russia, I think it was. It's still in the group stages. Was this the Euros, World Cup? In the Euros, Euros. yeah. And um, the girls were expected to beat Russia comfortably, really. And I think they took it too softly yeah. within minutes and I think it's probably inside 20 minutes ever 2-0 down we had to win the game yeah. to go yeah. through to yeah, it was, out, get out of the group 2-0 yeah. down 2-0 yeah. down and I can't remember who scored the two goals to bring it back level I really can't I should do <laughs> but, <laughs> but the standout one for me was before half time 
Kelly had picked the ball up in just inside their half and noticed the keeper off her line and she just launched it straight over the top of the keeper. That, that moment was a real spine tingler. Yeah. It really was, just to see that loop over the keeper. Smith, it's Kelly Smith! What about you, Cal? Do you remember that game well? I remember us being really slow yeah. off the start of the game and just thinking, got a 2-0 down, how are we going to get out of this? And then I remember looking at Kaz Carney, <clears throat> Uh, making eye contact with her and being like, you know what, we need to do something right now. Um, and, yeah, we managed to pull the game back and eventually get out of the group. <laughs> it's like a yeah. superhero yeah, that, thing. That was actually, yeah. like, a, a brilliant tournament for us in a way because we got to the final. Um, we ended yeah. up losing to Germany and um, picked up a silver medal. And a lot of people don't really know that we reached that final. It really mm -hmm. wasn't broadcasted no, anywhere wasn't. within no. England or any European country, but we lost the game. 6-2 and it wasn't a 6-2 game um, but yeah it was a brilliant to play in that final got a silver medal as I said um, but it was just a, a journey that the, the team had from the start of that tournament to the end disappointing in a way but you know we'd made a lot of progress over the years to even get to a final yeah. and also uh, my first ever big tournament was the World Cup in 2007 in China, in China yeah. that for me what was, was a like? brilliant standout moment because mm. um, playing in, in packed stadiums in, in China was you know for, for about 10 years we've been trying to qualify for a major tournament as, as an England team and just never really been good enough so when we did that um, with that group of players was yeah, really yeah. special and um, I remember standing in the lineup, obviously finding your face um, before <laughs> during the national anthem um, against Japan first yeah, game Japan, and yeah. Um, yeah I scored two goals in that game and um, we actually tied the game 2-2 in, in the last yeah, minute yeah. Now here comes Smith, fires it into the back of the net. What a finish from Kelly Smith. And the Lionesses hit the front. We thought we'd won our first ever World Cup game, uh, but we just managed to get a draw mm, at the end yeah. of it. But just a brilliant occasion to represent England. What's World it like Cup. as well? Obviously, like a World Cup, diesel. How different is it from club to international? Oh, it's so different. Um, what are they? Uh, the speed of play during that time was so much quicker. Yeah. Um, Players were stronger, fitter, faster than, than club football. So it was a bit of a step up every time you go away with the England team. It took us a, a while to adjust to it in yeah. terms of training um, when when we're together. But just the professionalism too was with England, you were always very, you knew that you were being watched because you had the, the badge on. Just, yeah, the professionalism of it, travelling to all the top countries that we got to play in. It's brilliant. Yeah, amazing. You just spoke then about, um, obviously, Tournaments not being broadcast as much back then. You know, now the World Cups are breaking records and stuff like that. Do you wish that it was happening like that now? <laughs> or do you wish you were still playing there? Um, I don't think you can wish your career away or wish your life away in that respect. Um, but, yeah, I just see the, all the games now. It's amazing. It's brilliant to see where the game has come from when I first started playing. No games were on TV. People used to say, oh, you only play one game <coughs> a year, and that's the and FA Cup final. Cup, that's all I used <laughs> to yeah, see. That's the only Arsenal, game Fulham, Arsenal. TV. But little yeah. did they know that we played in cup competitions, FA yeah. Cups, League Cups, UEFA Cups. Uh, but now, the yeah, the game, to see where it is, is brilliant. You know, you even get, like, you, you know who the players are now. You have stories that the, these people, um, the players that you can follow their careers. Yeah. Whereas when I was playing, nobody kind of, a little bit under radar. Yeah.
Well, you got yeah. you got to get the tube and stuff. No one will bother you. I think du- during your career as well, international wise, the media never really got interested until mm. the go- girls got so far into the tournament. Yeah, point. So yeah. if they were in the group stages, you wouldn't know anything about the group stages. If they made the quarters or the semis, the media then decided, oh, we got a little got something a here. Now. Yeah, and that's when they started to take an interest in it. Talking about highs and being record holding goal scorer for England, can you remember that goal? Uh, I remember only because I've seen it on TV. <laughs> See, well, you've scored 46. Yeah. But the 41st goal was the record-breaking goal. Mm. Um, talk us through that, Cal. It was against uh, Switzerland. I remember the ball. I think it was Farah had the ball, Farah Williams. Mendley loses it. Jill Scott, Kelly Smith. It's back to Williams. It rebounded back and I managed to get it onto my left foot and, and smack it in. Trying to play it to Smith! That's the record-breaking goal! I didn't know about that it was going to be a record-breaking goal um, until we was in a press conference a couple of days before and they said, you know, if you score this goal, Kelly, you'll become England's leading goal scorer. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds really cool. <laughs> Didn't even know. Um, I think it was, well, it was Kaz Walker at the time, brilliant player, loved playing with Kaz. Um, she was such a quality player, yeah, wasn't she? she? Just yeah, a yeah. leader up top. Yeah. And um, for me to to go one past her was was surreal because I really respected her as a player and um did she drop you the text after the <laughs> <laughs> No she didn't actually she still didn't. waiting for that <laughs> Still to come on Kelly Smith, my unsung hero. She discusses the London twenty twelve Olympics while also paying tribute to her father, Bernie. I would not have been the person and the player that I was if he wasn't there to guide me. Getting choked up now, Chelsea. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have had the career that I would have had if it wouldn't have been for this guy sitting next to me. You're listening to Kelly Smith, my unsung hero on Talksport. Kelly Smith, my unsung hero with Chelsea Grimes on Talksport. Well, when she's at her best. There's just no stopping Kelly Smith. Hi, I'm Kelly Smith, and my unsung hero is my dad. Bernie, there's a question for you. How do you keep a grounded? You know, a lot of players burst onto the scene. We see it in the men's and the women's game. Burst out onto the scene. Have a, you know, good five, whatever, five minutes of being a starlet Mm -hmm. and then drop off the face of the earth. How... Have you managed to keep a ground throughout the whole of a career? <laughs> I don't think that's down to me, to be perfectly honest. No, I, I think, well, her mum certainly keeps her grounded, without a doubt. She won't. I mean, Kelly's never been a person to sort of, you know, here I am or anything yeah. like that. She's always been in the background. If there's a crowd of people, Kelly will be in the background. She won't be up front. So I don't think we needed to. Kelly's own sort of um, persona, really. I mean, she just, she is what she is. She's very quiet. Um, and I don't think we needed to do anything like Just that because she, it, it was natural. It, it, again, it was natural. She never become too big for her boots. How have you done uh, it, Cal? Like, because I, I see it still now. You know, players who haven't had as much success as you have and just kind of not very nice people. Some people, <laughs> not all, yeah. but how have you just be, stayed to be lovely? No, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Chelsea. I think it's just me, how I am as a person and how I've been brought up. Um, I've always let my talent do uh, the talking on the football pitch and I've just always been very relaxed and probably not the most confident person yeah. away from it. I'm never going to be really loud and shouting and, I don't know, like start conversations. Yeah. I'm not, I've never been that confident. I've just always been very just reserved yeah. and just 
like to observe a social situation and think, oh, where would I fit in there? Um, yeah, and just be very standoffish a little bit and almost a little bit, um, I don't know. It's just the complete polar <laughs> opposite, though. I find that in a lot, and it's not just footballers. It's in, you know, musicians mm. and every, pe- mm. like, yeah. really the most famous of famous people I tend to be really quiet and then, you know, on stage or on the pitch, boom, completely mm. different. I, I always, find it fascinating. I always thought myself as Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. You know, as soon as I step on that... <laughs> <laughs> football pitch I'd be I like my dad said I'm someone different I'm confident I'm somewhat arrogant I like to take charge I like to take ownership of it give me the ball kind of thing I'll I'll dictate yeah. the tempo and and be the star so, so to speak but off the pitch I'm just like oh my god please don't come and speak to me because I'm like a nervous <laughs> don't wreck look inside at me. yeah yeah I just you know I never really want to hang around after games no. because I just wanted to get back to yeah. my family and um you know have a Sunday roast dinner. Home bed, um, yeah. love it. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, what was the highlight in your international career, but I was just going to, you know, touch on the Olympics. Is that up there yeah, yeah, for sure. you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you were in the squad at age 33, went on to make four appearances at the tournament. What, how proud was that? You know, you had the Olympics, first women's mm. team, you know, Great Britain. What was that like? Oh, it's, I was buzzing because never in a million years did I think that I'd ever play in the Olympics because football was never in the Olympics and especially... The way politics um, were going um, at that time, um, you know, with England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, to have a GB team come around, especially in London, was just unreal. And I, I was currently injured just before the squad was announced. I'd just come in over a, a broken leg and I was kind of like 75% fit yeah. um, going into that. And I was grateful, obviously, that I got the, the nod to do that. To play at Wembley in front of seventy five thousand. Was you there, Bernie? I was there. Yeah. How was it for you? Yeah, Brazil, it was wasn't it? I, I watched and missed the penalty. Yeah, I missed the penalty at Wembley. <laughs> I got to bring that up. Thanks. I thought I'd drop that one in. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah but, no, yeah. it was it was unreal. You know, to go, to be in the athletes' village, stuff that you hear about. Um, all the different athletes. It looks like a fake story town yeah, or like Balamori or yeah. something when you see it on TV. In the in the village and um, the restaurants and you get to see so many different athletes walking about and they're off, to, you know, just to go compete at their events and you get to talk with them because, you know, they've been training for four years for this one individual event and obviously, yeah, it was just, it was just unreal. To mm. What were your expectations? Did you think you were going to win it? I thought we would have got further than what we did um, with the players that we had. It just wasn't meant to be. I just, for some weird reason, we just didn't show up against Canada. And um, that was really disappointing because we had the players to do better. Yeah, and the home advantage. Shame, you go and beat Brazil. Yeah. And you lose to Canada. That was such an emotional game for us at Wembley, Mm. Mm. playing in front of all those fans. And then the next game against Canada... We let too much emotion out in that game, and we were kind of a little bit mentally exhausted for yeah. that. Yeah, just didn't turn up, and it was so frustrating to to be watching because I picked up a, a dead leg in that game, and I couldn't recover in time. And sitting down with Hope, and she said, "Look, we'll save you for this because we're going to beat Canada, and then play in the next game." <laughs> it was just like, oh my god, when we didn't get through, it was just soul destroying. Yeah, Bernie, what what did you say? What kind of on the back of a big loss like that? Mm. What what kind of hero are you then? Do you step in and it's like, don't worry about it? Or are you like, oh, should have scored then, yeah, shouldn't no, you? No. What, what were your words of motivation no, it's there? Just a, it's an arm round the shoulder, isn't it? Yeah. A little cuddle sort of thing. And, uh, you know, there's always another game. It's That's football, isn't it? You just move on. If you lose a game, you move on. 
love it. And don't get too down about it because there'll be something else around the corner. There we go. Uh, yeah. Inspirational <laughs> words from Bernie. I love it. Can I just call you whenever I'm having a bad day, please? And the ball's played through to Smith. Oh, there was only going to be one outcome. Kelly Smith doubles Arsenal's lead. When you look back on your career, Kel, and obviously Bernie, when you're looking back on Kelly's career, what are your feelings overall? Um, I'm really proud um, of my career and I absolutely loved every time I represented England. It was my dream to play for my country, to hear that national anthem when you're standing there um, amongst your teammates gives me goosebumps to this day. And yeah, I'm just proud that I got so many opportunities to do that. Obviously, I had the injuries um, to deal with too, but still managed to fight through them and come out the other end and try to be better uh, person every time that I come back from a serious injury. So I never gave up during those injuries and those dark times. I just kept going and kept plugging away because I always wanted to be the best player that I could be. What about you, Benny? <laughs> Immensely proud. Well, it, it seems like it was all in a bubble, to be honest now, and looking back on it. I mean, it was, it was over a number of years. Yeah. But it just seems so surreal, really, now looking looking back. Um, proudest, had some proud moments and massive moments. The first, Kelly's first cap was probably the most Huge. meaningful one. In that it was at Roker Park, Sunderland's old ground. We travelled up there on the day, and um, when the national anthem was played at the beginning, I had to sit down. Oh. <laughs> I Even that, I, I just got stand. I just went, stand, yeah, I had to, I had that's to something that you'll remember forever. That was the first right? one ever. Yeah, yeah, but no, there's been some fantastic times throughout her career. Love and it got, it, it, I feel like it went so quick. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it you did. know, to any young girl it's out there, career, um, just embrace every moment that you get to play because my career just flew by. Um, yeah, it's just a blink of an eye and then it's gone. So just embrace every moment and opportunity that you have mm. and play with a smile on your face because it could come to an end at any point with an injury or whatever. But yeah, just enjoy it and love what you do. Listen, everyone out there, that's Kelly telling you. So <laughs> better believe it. Last question yeah. is going to be the unsung hero. Yeah, do you think Kelly would have had the success that she had without you? And Kelly, do you think <laughs> you'd be uh, where you are today without Absolutely your dad? Absolutely no. I would not have been the person and the player that I was if he wasn't there to guide me. Get <coughs> choked up now, Chelsea. Thank oh, you. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have had the career that I would have had if it wouldn't have been for this guy sitting next to me. Yeah. Oh, Kel. <laughs> Stop making me cry. Right. Right. You, I have to disagree with her. I'm sorry. I think she'd have made it anyway. I really do. No but way. The, it was a natural talent she had. Well, the fact I'm a father is neither here nor there. She had that natural ability. The one thing I'm grateful for is that she never abused it and she just progressed and progressed and, yeah, massively, massively, massively proud. Oh, I love so, this. Thank yeah. you guys so much. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to get me and you a tissue cow yeah. and then once, once um, COVID's over, Bernie, I want a big hug from you, OK? <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you for being Thanks such a yeah. warm and kind yeah. host. You were brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, Kel. Lovely. Thanks. You've been listening to Kelly Smith, my unsung hero with me, Chelsea Grimes. A reminder, if you missed any of the show, you can listen back on the TalkSport app. Well, for me personally, that was something that I never thought I would ever do. To sit down with the greatest women's footballer, you know, to ever walk the air. For me personally, you know, I still remember watching here just absolutely kill teams when I was you know 10 11 watching from home dreaming of being a professional footballer so yeah for me on a personal note that was so inspiring 
and I hope you guys listening felt the same way. Next week in our series finale, Liverpool defender Andy Robertson. Yes, come on. He's going to reveal who his unsung hero is. You know, for they to do a lot of sacrifice for me back then, you know, it meant a lot and obviously it helped me get to, to where I wanted to be and, and where I am now. You've been listening to My Unsung Hero with me, Chelsea Grimes, on TalkSport. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org, T's and C's apply.